Nice snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me as always is Coach Ty Rogers, one of our analysts over at Pigskin Nut and a lifelong Cowboy fan, and we are the Big D Beatdown. And we are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com as well as PigskinNutRadio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all-time greats on our show wide right and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams, such as the Giants, Eagles, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Steelers, and of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Also, college football fans, be sure and check out our newest show, College Football Central, where I join host Josh Davis to talk anything and everything college football. Make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. And remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Today on the Big D Beatdown, Coach Ty, we are going to get into that New Orleans Saints game. Uh, obviously, this is probably going to be the first real test for our Cowboys. And uh, and let's be honest, I mean, this is coming at a time, you know, after New Orleans got some some heartbreaking news a, a couple of weeks ago with Drew Brees going to be out for close to two months with, you know, ligaments in his thumb that got torn after banging him off a, a guy's hand and uh, that thumb off a guy's hand in the, the Rams game. But the Cowboys have got some injuries uh, themselves. And so let's start there. Let's start with the injury report. As of right now, um, Tavon Austin, Xavier Woods, and Luke Gifford have all returned on a limited basis. Amari Cooper ended up coming out of practice uh, with a little bit of an ankle ailment on uh, on Wednesday. And so, you know, he's going to be a little bit limited, although the Cowboys don't seem to be worried about it and expect him to play. But an MRI did happen. And they said it was precautionary, but at the end of the day, you know, that could just be posturing. You know, obviously, New Orleans is preparing for you. They're preparing for you with Amari Cooper. So, you know, as much as I don't want to overblow it, it sounds like the Cowboys aren't worried about it. Uh, that still could be a possibility that uh, it could be more serious than we've been hearing. And then no Tyrone Crawford still, no Antoine Woods, and Michael Gallup obviously is still out for at least uh, another, you know, few weeks. So, uh, so let's talk about that. You know, which which one of those uh, situations are, are you most encouraged about? Which one are you uh, a little worried with? Well, you know, the thing that the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, have to do in this game overall to, to put New Orleans uh, in a situation where they're not going to be able to, to handle them is be able to score offensively and put the the New Orleans offense in a position where they've got to catch up. Uh, granted, Teddy Bridgewater is a legit quarterback in this league, um, but he's not Drew Brees. They're not going to be able to come back from 29 down, from 21 down, 
from 14 down, I think, against the Cowboys defense, uh, even though the Cowboys defense has not been dominant. Um, I, I believe that they can hold a 14-point lead uh, with the offense continuing to score. So uh, the one that bothers me the most ultimately is Amari Cooper. And the reason being is because he's been like trying to, to cover ghosts lately. Um, we talked about in our wrap-up with Miami how you know he took the, the league's most expensive corner and made him look like somebody who uh, you know they could have paid $1.50 for. So uh, we've got to, you know, having him in, in healthy and able to run routes. Uh, for those who are not, you know, super football knowledgeable or casual fans, uh, receivers live by how well they can cut off of their, their ankles. And ultimately, when we talk about good feet in the NFL, any position, we're not really talking about your feet. We're talking about the ability of the ankles to flex so that you can drive violently to any position necessary. And that's not just with offensive linemen or defensive linemen, but receivers or running backs. If you want to go one direction, you have to be able to plant off the opposite foot and explode. And that's what Amari Cooper does better right now, just about anybody in the league. So uh, that bothers me more, I think, than any other person on the injury report. Now, is he going to tough through it? I'm sure. Is he going to play? I'm sure. But him being 100%, and being able to make big plays in the passing game is the biggest advantage I believe the Cowboys have in this game offensively against the Saints. And it puts the Saints in a position where their offense has to win the game, which ultimately I think when you match the two up, the Cowboys offense is the better offense this time. So uh, having him on the injury report is the one that I will be tracking throughout the week. And hopefully he's able to you know, get that thing flexible uh, you know, we can say, well, just tape it up, but ultimately we want him to be full speed. So we don't want necessarily for him to be taped up, uh, you know, like a mummy. We want him to be able to feel good on that foot, feel spring on it and be able to explode in and out of his cuts. Because right now, like I said, he is uh, almost impossible to cover. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cowboy fans, you saw what it, this offense looked like without Amari Cooper last year. I mean, we we touted early in the season when Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper were burning everybody, you know, the Giants and the Redskins had to offer. Uh, I mean, we were talking about, man, it looks like we've got two number one options out there right now. And, you know, go back to last year, early in the season. No Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup had no chemistry with Dak Prescott. I mean, go back to remembering what that offense looked like. It was stagnant. I, I know Kellen Moore has done a lot of good design things to – to help out, but at the end of the day, losing Amari Cooper really that that's like losing you know that that's losing uh, basically your your most dynamic weapon on this offense. I mean, no no offense to Zeke Elliott, but you know you you know what you're getting with Zeke with Amari Cooper. He can beat you deep. He can beat you on a screen. He can beat you on a route over the middle. I mean, he can beat you with his route running. He can beat you with his flat out speed. So, I mean, I I'll say right now. Uh, I mean, that that certainly does worry me. Now, I, I do like the idea of getting Tavon Austin back. Um, that's certainly, you know, anytime you can get a player with his speed when you run the football the way the Cowboys do, it, it's a problem. Because if Tavon Austin is in one-on-one -on -one coverage and you don't have help to his side, you're asking for trouble. You are one connection away from a monster play. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously... You know, that Tavon Austin, you know, he hasn't been healthy through most of his career, and he hasn't been, you know, the most dynamic weapon that he could be. 
because of those injuries. But the bottom line is this. If he comes back with that speed and Kellen Moore finds a way to design a play or two where we get him on a deep route running and Dak Prescott's able to throw it early enough to where Austin doesn't outrun his arm, then that's that's something that teams are going to have to be concerned with all game long. Therefore, it pulls the safety back, and now Zeke Elliott can eat, and Tony Pollard can eat, and those underneath routes to Randall Cobb and guys like that, they're going to work. So so that's a bit encouraging. Obviously, you know, you want to get Xavier Woods back, but the truth is, I got I, I, and I said this in our show last, uh, last time, hats off to Darian Thompson the way he played. He looked like a professional. I'm not saying he looked great. He looked good. He looked like a guy that that we can play winning football with. So, you know, I'd love to get Woods back, but you know what? Uh, the getting Tavon Austin back out there, that's that's a weapon that that could really prove useful to us, especially if Amari Cooper's a little more limited than we think. Now, let's switch over to the other side. Um their their you know injured injury report really doesn't look too bad outside of the fact that obviously Drew Brees isn't going to be there. Um but I will say this. Two guys are early, early in the week are, are limited, and that's left tackle Teron Armstead and right guard Larry Warford. Now, you know, our our defensive line has not been overly impressive, you know, thus far. And now their offensive line, you know, they got a rookie center who's been playing well. I wouldn't say he's been playing, you know, great, but he's certainly been playing well. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the Cowboys, this could be something they take advantage of. Now, they, they could be resting these guys, you know, just to make sure that something that's nagging continues to be, you know, continues to stay at what it's at and doesn't become more of a problem. You know, the, the, the New Orleans Saints offensive line hasn't looked bad to this point. They've only given up three sacks this year. So, and that's with a pair of quarterbacks and Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees who are not the most mobile. So, so the bottom line is this. I mean, it, they haven't looked bad yet, but... You've got a couple of guys that are limited, you know, in practices this week. What do you think, Coach Ty? Do you think that's something that uh, that could really swing in the Cowboys' favor this week? Yeah, when we're talking about up front, any type of injuries that slow down offensive linemen can be a big problem. Um, and the reason being is because offensive linemen already are at a, a disadvantage being in a static position when the guys in front of them can move. Um, if they're a step, half a step slower because of a nagging injury, or, you know, they're not able to, to explode off the line when they pass that, um, you know, they can't rip their hand off the line, create space, uh, particularly against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, defensive ends as far as the least athletic matchup. Uh, that puts New Orleans in an even less comfortable position with, like you said, a quarterback who's not going to escape the pocket a ton and be able to create, you know, uh, outside of the pocket, um, you know, and with his legs. Um Maybe the bigger problem, I guess, with New Orleans, New Orleans is going to have to run the football to keep the the Cowboys honest. And I know the Cowboys haven't got a lot of pressure on defense in the last couple of weeks. Um, they've got a, you know gotten a little bit more aggressive as far as uh, scheme-wise uh, against Miami than they were against Washington and against uh, New York. Uh, but, you know, again, you've got the three weeks of film study now, so... Uh, the thing that the, the New Orleans Saints have to be able to do is run the football well enough if they're going to, to beat the Cowboys so that their passing game uh, it, you know, is able to produce uh, big plays with Alvin Kamara and, and their receivers. So they have got to be able to run that football. If Larry Warford is not in there and that rookie center has got to do more work 
um, you know, against the Cowboys, you know, uh, uh, defensive linemen, then that could be a problem because then uh, it, it puts Teddy Bridgewater in a position where he's got to throw the ball more and he's got to be able to stand in there and take hits. Um, and it, it makes the, the, the New Orleans run game uh, a lot more susceptible to, you know, negative plays and, and then put New Orleans behind the chains, which no team wants to be there. Even, you know, a Sean Payton coach team that has the ability to, to get themselves out of bad situations probably as well as any team in the league, they don't want to be behind the chains. Um, so both of those guys could make a big impact, and the Cowboys could take advantage of them if they don't play. The question is, like you said, though, uh, are they going to be you know that much hampered uh, ultimately? Because uh, offensive linemen, when it comes down to it, they're going to you know put the tape on, strap their their cleats up, and go ninety uh, percent of the time, unless it's a major injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss uh, that Dallas Cowboys offense against New Orleans defense, which if you look at the numbers, New Orleans defense doesn't look very good. But uh, I'm here to open your eyes. They're a lot better than you think. We'll talk about that when we get back here on the Big B Beatdown. And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined as always by Coach Ty Rogers. And uh, you know what? Let's get to that Dallas offense versus this New Orleans defense. Now, I'll tell you, folks, for everybody who thinks New Orleans defense has not been playing well this year, and, and the numbers would suggest it, they right now are 30th against the pass. They're 26th against the run. They're 28th against uh, giving up yards total. Um, they're 26 in points scored, but... Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, guys, this defense has made some big plays throughout this this these first three games of the season. And a lot of those defensive numbers could have a lot to do with the struggles on the offensive end. Now, the offense has moved the ball some, but that offense has has, has certainly gone through stretches of of not moving the ball, of of putting together three and outs and throwing that defense right back on the field. And when you do that to a defense, I don't care how good you are. You know, they're going to give up yards. They're going to give up some big plays. They're going to give up points. But uh, I'll tell you right now, this New Orleans team, they've gotten turnovers. They've, I mean, they've, they've put points on the boards themselves. And, and even, even though the, the referees have done their best at times to make sure that they don't, I mean, that seems to be, you know, something that's carried over from that playoff game last year as New Orleans continues to find themselves at odds with the referees. But, uh, but I'll say this much, um, if there's one area I think New Orleans really, really is good, it's with those edge rushers. Cam Jordan is, you know, is one of the most complete defensive linemen in the league. He's been that way for quite a while. Uh, he probably doesn't get the amount of press he deserves. But, I mean, he's a guy that affects the run. He affects the pass. Uh, he plays with power. Uh, he is a very, very good football player. Marcus Davenport, their first round pick a few years ago that they gave up an extra first round pick to move up. I mean, uh, up big time from late in the draft, they moved up big time to get him in the first round, uh, early in the first round because he was a, a guy with all the tools in the world coming out of UT San Antonio. Uh, and then you've got a guy like, uh, like Trey Hendrickson, who's made some, who's gotten pressure on the quarterback this year. All three of these guys have the ability to get to Dak Prescott, and that is one thing our offense has not had to deal with this year. Has not had to deal with it at all. In fact, 
Um, you know, Dak Prescott, I, I'd love to be at some of those post-game handshakes where he's he's going up and talking to some of those defenders. Some of them guys, that's the first time they get an opportunity to introduce themselves to him after these first three games against New York and, and Miami and, and Washington. So I'll say this much. This is going to be the best pass rush we've played by far to this point. Coach Ty, you know, hey, Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith have been outstanding this year. And you and I talked about it. If you go to profootballfocus.com, they're big on analytics. Right now, Tyron Smith is their top-ranked pass protector. Lyle Collins is their second-ranked overall tackle and their top-ranked run blocker. I mean, our tackles have played outstanding. Do you think this is a week where... uh, where maybe they they take a step backwards from that, or do you see them being able to handle these pass rushers? Um, it'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think both of those guys are playing some of the best football they played in their careers, particularly Lyle Collins. Um, he looks much more balanced. He's able to handle a lot more in the pass game and in the run game than he's ever been able to handle at right tackle. Um, so, and it's really come together for him. Obviously, he's got a lot of motivation. You know, just being signed with a new contract, he's wanting to show that he was worth it. Um, so anyway, uh, what they, you know, what we're going to see is really where Kellen Moore feels comfortable with this whole thing. Um, and that's, you know, to me, the biggest thing that the Cowboys need to do is run the football. Um, those guys, like you said, have gotten good pressure on quarterbacks, you know, and, you know, against good teams, Los Angeles Rams are a good team. Um, you know, Seattle's a good team. So uh, you've got to really pound the rock. Um, now, again, the New Orleans defensive numbers are not good, but like we talked about pre-show, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've been playing from behind a lot of the time, uh, you know, this season so far. So uh, there's a lot of you know, numbers have been put up and, and teams have been able to kind of, you know, throw the ball on them. And, and then they've had to, you know, just kind of make sure they can get, allow guys to get into the end zone. But they're also an explosive defense, and the defense has had a few turnovers in the last couple of weeks. So what really is going to tell the tale is, A, how well the Cowboys run the football against that front. Last year when they played, that was the biggest difference is that Zeke Elliott was able to run the ball, not necessarily for a ton of yardage, but effectively be able to run the ball. And that makes a big difference in uh, those guys being able to tee off and it puts the advantage back to the Cowboys uh, offensive line, who obviously is one of the best in the league at the run, and those two tackles, you know, not having to work against guys who are teeing off on every single play. The second thing that the Cowboys need to do, and again, this comes back to Kellen Moore's matchups, uh, you've got to get the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands quickly if you're expecting a pass rush like that. And a lot of that's going to do with personnel. Um, you and I talked pre, you know, uh, show. Tony Pollard, I think, needs to be a big part of this. If Tavon Austin's healthy, he needs to be, be a big part of this game plan. Getting guys open on short passes that can break for long yardage is how you neutralize those pass rushers. And uh, I hope the Cowboys are planning to make that happen. Uh, more importantly, I hope that they're playing for Zeke Elliott to have a big day. And and I'm right with you on the Zeke Elliott thing. You know, uh, and I'll say this much too: Sheldon Rankins has has he's he's been out with he, he's been out with injuries for the majority of his career. That guy has just not been, you know, he he has not had good luck with with injuries and. And yeah, New Orleans, I'll say this much. They are not the best team up the middle at stopping the run. And I'll tell you right now, Zach Martin, you know what you're going to get from Zach Martin. You know what you're going to get from Travis Frederick. Connor Williams, I'm challenging you this week, bud, because if we run the football the way we're capable of, 
I think this game, I, I don't think this game's as close as it can be. I think Dallas runs away with this a little bit easier than than the 13-10 victory we had last year. If Zeke Elliott is, a, is able to control the pace of this game by consistently breaking off chunks, and I'm not talking about, oh, well, we gave him the ball 25 times. You know, he did get 100 yards, but one big run really was the difference maker in that, that you know, in that effort. And really, he was only getting two or three yards a carry on the majority of his carries. No, no. If Zeke Elliott can continue to gash them early and make them commit that safety into the box, that's where you're going to see, okay, you've only got one deep safety. You can't help on guys like Tavon, Devin Smith, Amari Cooper, you know, Blake Jarwin, who, by the way, can stretch the field, uh, you know, guys like that. I really think uh, I really think that Zeke Elliott, this is a week, probably the, the, the one week we've had thus far where I could say, you know what, if we commit to the run game like we did last year, and we haven't had to do that that much this year, the passing game has really been a higher priority. If we go back to committing to the run game this week and we gash New Orleans, I really do think this game uh, this game's not as close as as it's probably going to be. Now, I, the other thing, you mentioned it. We talked about it pre-show, Tony Pollard. And... You know, I've talked about a number of times during these first three weeks of the season about how vanilla uh, Dallas's defense has looked. Not a lot of complex uh, blitz schemes and stuff like that. Some twist stunts and things like that. But, but really, they they haven't really showed. They haven't really tipped their hand on some of the more complex things that we know Rob Marinelli can do, and we know Chris Richard has shown to do as well. But you know, we haven't seen a ton of that with Tony Pollard, who was. The guy, that's what we were bringing him in here for. Make no mistake about it, guys. This is a guy who can play an Alvin Kamara type role. I'm not saying he is Alvin Kamara, but he can play that kind of role as a receiver slash running back. And I would love to see the Cowboys introduce that this week and say, hey, guys, here's a little bit of your own medicine. We're going to get this guy the ball the same way y'all do it with Kamara. And we are just going to, I'm sure y'all are preparing to stop Zeke. And I'm sure y'all are preparing to stop Amari Cooper. Well, guess what? We are going to completely, you know, we're going to give you a shot of your own medicine right here. And we are going to make life miserable for your defensive coordinator trying to figure out if Tavon Austin does indeed play and Devin Smith is playing and Amari Cooper's in the game. Three guys that can all win deep with their speed. Yeah, we're going to clear things out underneath, and it's going to be guys like Randall Cobb and, oh, by the way, Tony Pollard that benefit from it in open space, getting the ball in their hands quick and letting them run with it. I would love to see Kellen Moore break that out this game and say, there you go, New Orleans. Hey, this is what it's been like for your opponents, having to try and guard Alvin Kamara all these years. I would love to see that. Um, And by the way, yes, I'd love to see Blake Jarwin get a little more involved too. Um, he's a guy that, you know, yes, Jason Witten is, is good and steady, but Blake Jarwin can create some matchup problems as well. I'd love to see him, you know, uh, I'd love to see him have a, have a big game as well. And speaking of Kamara, we're going to get, we're going to get to that new Orleans saints offense, uh, and our Dallas Cowboys defense, who's been less than impressive so far. Uh, we'll get to all that when we come back, uh, from this break here on the big D beat down.
And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined as always by Coach Ty Rogers. Ken Cunningham couldn't make it with us today. Uh, we've been having some scheduling conflicts. Oh, uh, Ken's been uh, a little busy, but you know what? We are going to get him back here eventually. I can promise you that. Uh, but Coach Ty, let's go ahead and get to uh, let's get to this New Orleans offense. And you know, um, I'll say this, Coach Ty. In my uh, preseason predictions across the NFL, you know, MVPs, uh, NFC champions, division champions, Super Bowl champs, awards, all kinds of things like that. I caught a lot of flack from people because I did not have New Orleans making the playoffs. I had Atlanta winning that division. Didn't have New Orleans even getting a wild card spot. And a lot of people just went absolutely nuts. They Austin, man, they, you know, they should have been the NFC representative in the Super Bowl for the pass interference and this and that. And I get that. My problem is this. Teams have to constantly get better in this league. You have to constantly get better, especially if you're going to be at the top of the league because you're going to play that much more of a difficult schedule the following year. New Orleans flat out did not, did not in OT get better in the offseason. This is a team that had the audacity to call Des Bryant off his couch because they were so desperate for wide receiver help across from Michael Thomas. Guys, then you don't do anything to address it in the offseason. They go and get Jared Cook, you know, as a tight end, as a pass-catching tight end. And I'm sorry, Jared Cook, I, I know he put up great numbers last year in Oakland. Go back and take a closer look at those numbers. This is a guy who had the worst completion percentage of any player on that roster when the ball was thrown to them. Running back, wide receiver, tight end, you name it. He was the least likely to catch it when the ball came in his area. Oakland completely, you know, overloaded him with constant pass attempts. And that's why he put up those numbers. Well, guess what? Early in the season, he's been an up and down player for him. And, and, and the proof was right there deeper in the stats if you cared to take a closer look at it. He has not been what they'd hoped he'd been. And oh, by the way, uh, Alvin Kamara... Is, you know, this is not a guy that was expected to be in every down back when they drafted him. He was a perfect compliment to Mark Ingram. They let Mark Ingram walk. They bring in a, a, a guy on his last leg in Latavius Murray, which was a head scratcher to me. He's only gotten 13 carries in the first three games of the season. He's supposed to be the one that replaces Mark Ingram's production when you, a, a few years ago, two, two seasons ago, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were the focal point of this offense. Both of them in the Pro Bowl. Based on doing what they do, Mark Ingram running it up in between those tackles, pounding those defenses to, to the point where in the, at the end of the game, they're beat up, they're hurting. They don't want to tackle him no more. Just to, you know, just to spell him with Alvin Kamara, who's a space player. But Alvin Kamara is not built to run that football up the middle. And guys, he's not getting a ton on the ground. Yes, he's getting his receiving yards. But man, they're going to wear him out at this rate if they keep playing him like they've been playing him. He's not going to make it to the end of the season. Certainly not going to be healthy, you know. They have taken Alvin Kamara, they've taken snaps away from what he does so well to give him snaps at something he doesn't do very well, and it's affected his game, and he's still a darn good player, and the Cowboys are still going to have to come ready for him. But you know what? That's where I want to start, Coach Ty. Alvin Kamara, last year against the Cowboys, 
Jordan Lewis, they had a game plan. When Alvin Kamara is in, in an obvious passing situation, Jordan Lewis is in the game, and he is on number 41. And Jordan Lewis played the game of his career in that one. Best game he's played in the NFL to date. He played his rear off, and Alvin Kamara was a non-factor. Coach Ty, man, do you think that that, that Chris Richard and, and, and Rob Marinelli, do you think they go back to that game plan, or do you think they come up with a new wrinkle in order to, uh, to keep you know, Alvin Kamara very limited, especially as a wide receiver in this one? I think they go back to the same idea, and the idea was this, that Jordan Lewis could match up with him both size-wise and coverage-wise. And really, what they did, if you look at the film from last year, is that they play what we call star coverage in in high school and in college, and, and I know they I'd call it some probably a little different, you know, Dallas's scheme. But star coverage is basically this: you got a zone coverage um, where you have one player who is really in man, and everybody else is helping to bracket that guy to his side. So let's say if Al Kamara is split out to the right, um, then he has Jordan Lewis who's playing him man. And he has underneath help from either a linebacker or over the top help from a safety. If Alvin Kamara becomes a uh, you know a pass threat or he's lined up in a in a slot or, or something along those lines, um, you saw last year how the Cowboys neutralized the screen threat too. Um, you know one of the big plays of the year was Leighton Vanderish coming from the other side of the the field uh, on a third nine play where they were getting ready to drive into the end zone, Leighton Vanderish comes from the other side of the field and snuffs out that screen, turning it right back into Jalen Smith. That's when we knew we had two linebackers who could really play. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, that's what I see happening in this situation. The bottom line is this. Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw a lot of underneath routes. He's not a big, over-the-top, big-gun type quarterback. And so Alvin Kamara is going to get the majority of those looks in the way the Saints play. If they bracket him and say, all right, now you're going to have to find somebody else, then that puts the Saints in a bind. Um, now, a lot of that obviously is going to have to do with if our defense can get a pass rush, and it has to be a better pass rush than we've seen in the last three weeks. Bottom line, end of story. But if that happens, then it puts New Orleans in a very difficult position offensively particularly if the Cowboys can get up. Now, uh, the other side of that coin is the Saints know this too, and we all know that Sean Payton has uh, uh, the ability to adjust and to you know use his personnel in multiple bunch sets and really try to give Alvin Kamara some, uh, you know, some blocking out front, if you want to put it that way. Obviously, in the NFL, it's illegal to block before the pass, but that doesn't mean that you can't pick people and that you can't run routes that are rubbing off uh, defenders. And so you're going to see a lot of that, I think, with Kamara. And uh, I think that's what Sean Payton's adjustment is going to be. Uh, but bottom line comes down to this. Like you said, the Cow- I believe the Cowboys are better on defense. They haven't shown it quite yet. I don't think they've really gotten sync maybe uh, this year. But I think their personnel, particularly in the secondary, is better. I don't know that the New Orleans Saints have gotten better. Um, it's still going to be a good matchup because uh, I really do believe New Orleans is a good team. But – I do not believe that they're going to do much different than what they did last year to take him away. And then, like you said, can the Saints run the ball against the Cowboys front? You know, I feel good about that matchup, despite the fact that the Cowboys have given up some rushing yards in the first couple of weeks. But those were the backs that are pretty good. Saquon Barkley's a pretty good back. 
Uh, Adrian Peterson, when he's running well, is a pretty good back. Um, they don't have that in the backfield with New Orleans unless they put Kamara back there and try to slam him up you know, the field 25 times, and I don't think they're built for that. So I feel good about the matchup, but a lot of it has to do, is going to be dependent on, A, whether or not they can do what they did last year to Kamara, and B, where that pass rush gets where they belong. Because if that doesn't happen, then we do have a major problem. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I want to, and you're exactly right about Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's, first of all, guys, he is a very capable quarterback. And while New Orleans is not better on offense than they were last year, even if Drew Brees were still here, they wouldn't be better on offense than they were last year, in my personal opinion. However, they're still pretty darn good. Teddy Bridgewater can move the football. And, you know, the, the wrinkles that they like to do with Taysom, Taysom Hill, hey, that could definitely... That could definitely be a factor. However, I want to I want to bring this up to you because the Cowboys, you know, we we showed a bit of a weakness last week against the Miami Dolphins of all teams, the worst team in football, Miami. We showed a bit of a weakness, and his name is Cheeto Bayouzie. Now, Cheeto is a very good football player, and I tell you, in training camp, he was playing as confident and as well as we have ever seen him play. In the preseason, he was playing that well. Last week against Miami, I saw a guy that was losing some confidence. And for all you who want to give him credit for ripping that ball out in the end zone, by all means, wave your pom-poms. There is only one reason and one reason that ball hit the ground, and that's because Preston Williams bobbled it to give Cheeto Bayouzier that opportunity to get a hand on it in the first place. If he catches that ball clean, the Dallas Cowboys are losing to the Miami Dolphins at that point in the game anyway. I don't think my I think Dallas would have would have come out on top anyhow, but I'm just here to say this. Miami Dolphins they tried, you know, Byron Jones once or twice early. They watched what Washington tried to do against Byron Jones the week before. Byron Jones proved to them, "Hey guys, the hip's healthy and I'm still one of the best corners in the game." Therefore, Miami decided to jump on over to the other side, and they took advantage of Cheeto, and they picked on Cheeto. So, I can promise you this, Cheeto Bayouzier, they are going to line Ted Ginn Jr. up on that side of the field, and they are going to take a shot or two deep against him. Sean Payton is not stupid. You'd be wasting your time trying to eat it against Byron Jones on the other side. He knows it. I think the NFL is finally starting to realize it across the league. If you're going to try and throw the ball deep, it is best to take on Cheeto and not Byron Jones. So Ted Ginn Jr. is going to get his deep shots against you, Cheeto Bayouzier. And let me tell you something. You can run with him. You can cover him. Not 100% sure you can get your head back to look for the ball. But, you know, that's going to be something that you are going to be tested with at least a couple times in this game. And if I'm Sean Payton, I'm not stopping there. Get Michael Thomas on that side of the football and test him as well. Cheeto, this is going to be a game that determines how offenses continue to attack us. If you can bounce back from that Miami Dolphins performance, that very dreadful Miami Dolphins performance, if he can bounce back, then you know what? The NFL might, uh, the future opponents might have to say, eh, well, you know, he maybe he is pretty good. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's not as sure a thing as we thought it was. You know, so... That's going to be what happens with Cheeto Bayouzie. Coach Ty, you know, we talked about needing to get that pass rush home. 
is this a situation where you look at the the New Orleans Saints and they don't have a, t- a ton of gifted pass catchers? They just they don't. They flat out don't. I, I mean, obviously. Uh, Chris Richard is not one to travel a corner with a particular receiver like you'd might like to see with the Byron Jones. But is this a week where a we could see them add extra help to Cheeto Bayouzier's side of the field and b we could see Cheeto come off the field a few times in favor of Anthony Brown. You think we might see some of those things this week? Yeah, I do. I think that you are going to see and I don't know that Cheeto Bay will come off the the field but I do think that you're going to see a switch at some point, particularly if uh, the Saints have uh, success against him, where Anthony Brown goes to the, the corner and Cheetah Bay goes into the slot. Um, I think that that is a better matchup, honestly, uh, throughout the rest of the year, the way that Cheeto's playing right now. Now, if Cheeto plays the way that we know he can, that's a different story. But the Cowboys cannot uh, afford this week to allow – you know, the Saints to just be able to find something to pick on and drive the football down the field and melt the clock away and, and you know, put Dallas in a, a position where they've got to, you know, play from behind a bunch um, because the Saints are going to score. I mean, even with Teddy Bridgewater back there, they've shown that they can, you know, put numbers up, put the ball up. So um, I think there is a good chance you're going to see those guys flip. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a little bit of, of safety help over the top uh, with Cheetah Bay over there, um, and particularly if they start picking on him on nine routes. And, again, for those who are not big football savvy, that would be your go route um, or your fade either way. Um, so I could see, you know, that happening. Um, you know, and if if he doesn't do his job, then, then perhaps he does come off the field. The, the one place that we are deep, uh, you know, when it comes to personnel is corner. And so the Cowboys can afford to make those switches if they need to. What would be even better is for this week for Chris Richard to be, you know, uh, working whatever needs to be worked on his skill set so that Cheetah Bay Wuzier knows when the receiver looks up to turn to his outside and to extend his hands through the hands of the receiver and knock balls down. If that happens, the Cowboys are golden because now you do have to throw the ball inside or you've got to find a way because you're not going to beat Cheetah Bay Wuzier in a race. Um, you know, people forget that the NFL wanted to test him for PEDs because he ran down Saquon Barkley from the other side of the, of the field in game one. So he's got speed. He's got, you know, the ability to, to match up with anybody speed wise and coverage wise, but he's not making plays right now. And maybe that's confidence. Maybe it's technique. Maybe it's both, but if it doesn't get changed in this game, you will see some type of adjustment um, because this, you know, these teams that we played so far, you can get away with that. You can't get away with it against Norris. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, and I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times about Cheeto Bayouzier. Guys, the talent is there. The tools are there. The feet, the speed are there. He is literally just a few tweaks away from being a darn good NFL corner. Ball skills, recognition, awareness, things like that. Those are some of the little things that need to improve. We And, and you know, I'll tell you what, it, it, there better not be anybody more focused in that locker room through this week of preparation than number 24. And if he can get those things worked out, I think he has a bounce back week. I mean, guys, at, at the end of the day, 
Ted Ginn Jr., you know, he's been on a number of different teams. Uh, you know, is his he does have dangerous deep speed, but, you know, it's not something Cheeto can't handle. And, yes, if Michael Thomas gets over there, hey, one thing Cheeto has done well, did well throughout the preseason, too, is be able to break on, on underneath passes on possession passes. So, you know, we could see him have a bounce-back week. I'd love to see it. It would mean so much for what our defense can do if Cheeto would come back and say, guys, if you think you're going to pick on me, you, you know, you're taking a, you're taking a major risk because I'm not as bad as you think I am. I'd love to see it, Cheeto Bayouzier. Now, you know, and here's here's the last point uh, going talking about their offense. I like I said, Alvin Kamara is not built to run the ball up the middle. Uh, you know, Murray has only run the ball 13 times in three games. You know, a lot different than what Mark Ingram usually got. Uh, you know, as far as carries up the middle. You know, when he was there, so. I, I'm challenging, the, you know, the inside of that defense too, and and you know, it, it really is going to start. It, it stinks that Antoine Woods isn't going to be there because he's kind of a tone setter at that one technique. Christian Covington has played very well. I've got to give him credit. He has played very well after having somewhat of a quiet preseason and offseason for the most part. You know, he has played very well at that one tech spot. If we can force them to be one dimensional then I think that plays big time into our hands. I think we do see Rob Marinelli open up and, and Chris Richard open things up, dial up some different styles of blitzes, get some of these DBs involved in the blitzing too, which has been something that we've seen in the past. It's something that Anthony Brown is pretty darn good at. You know, it's something, you know, it, it's something that could definitely be added. I think, you know, if, if, if we can make them one-dimensional, we may see some of those things. And I think once again... I think we could see the Cowboys pull away in this one. Um, but once again, you know, the Cowboys, hey, you got to you got to do your jobs early. You know, everybody rem- I I, I re- just, just like it were yesterday. I remember that screen pass where Leighton Vander Esch comes flying, forces the play back inside. And, you know, and, and, and Jalen's there and it's just like, man, these two just play well together. And who could forget some of the hits Jalen Smith put on Alvin Kamara in that football game? Two. I mean, we need our two linebackers to step up and, and and play like they did last year. And they've been good. They just haven't been great like they were last year. We need those guys to step up and and do, you know, have a big game. And we need this pass rush. Like you said, one, if we can shut down that run game, that's when it can't just be Demarcus Lawrence and, and Robert Quinn, guys. It's got to be others. It's got to be linebackers, defensive backs. It's got to be Malik Collins. We've had a few Malik Collins sightings this year, guys. I mean, you know, yes, we see him every year during preseason and training camp. We see it. But now we're starting to see it a little bit more on the field. I'd love to see him, you know, get some pressure on the passer. I'd love to see Tristan Hill get some opportunities against the passer. I'd love to see, you know, Kerry Hyder, even a Joe Jackson, you know, hey, guys, uh, um, Durant's Armstrong, guys, this has got to be a group effort. If we can make them one-dimensional, we have a chance to bury them by getting to Teddy Bridgewater, by forcing him to make quick and undisciplined decisions. We can completely change the game if we do those things. Now, Coach, um, let's go ahead and uh, let's get into it. You know, what, uh, what are you thinking? Who wins this game, and, uh, and what's the score? I think this is going to be... Uh... 
a barn burner, but I think it's going to be a barn burner for about three quarters. And, and I think the Cowboys are going to win the attrition war. Um, I think that it ends up being 35 to 21 Dallas. Um, now it may be 28 to 21 through, you know, three quarters um, or 21 to you know 17 or something along those lines. Uh, but I think the Cowboys do pull away uh, as they go on. If the offense can get going early and make New Orleans have to come back, um, have to score their offense and match them uh, score for score, I don't think they can do it. Uh, so Cowboys 35-21. All right, all right. You know what? Um, first off, I do think Zeke comes back and has a another big game running the football. I think our offense is able to stay balanced and we're able to move the football well enough. Um, I, I, I do think Cheeto Bayouzi bounces back in some ways. I, I don't think he gives up anything big long. I think he's able to keep them from hitting a big play. I think he's able to keep from from picking up the the deep pass interference call. I'm sure they're going to go after him, and I'm sure he's going to give up some catches, but I think that's going to be more underneath. I think it's going to be more Michael Thomas that has the success. Um, I think Alvin Kamara has some success. I don't think it's it's a ton. Uh, you know, I don't think he breaks uh, uh, anything big. and But yet, I think Teddy Bridgewater, I think he plays with rhythm. I think he gets the ball out quickly. He um, he moves this team enough. But in the end, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys in the fourth quarter, I think New Orleans, by the time the fourth quarter comes, I think New Orleans' offense is one-dimensional, and I think the Cowboys isn't. I think the Cowboys are keeping them off balance. And, and yes, I do think, you know, I, I think it'll still be close. Um, I'm not going to go quite as far as to predict 35 points. I'm going to go 27-20. Dallas wins this one, moves to 4-0. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there, guys. Uh, be sure and join us this uh, next week, early next week. We're me and, uh, me and Coach Ty, and hopefully we can get King Cunningham back. Uh, we are going to go ahead and talk about this New Orleans Saints game. Are we moving on to 4-0? Uh, are we taking a step back and, and having to reprocess things after a loss and at 3-1? and We'll discuss all that next week on uh, the next show. And uh, don't forget to visit us over at pigskinnutradio.com uh, where you can find all of our all of our shows on the Big D Beatdown. Also, be sure and get over to pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups. Uh, like I tell you, Tyler Heavy, you know, Coach Ty Rogers, uh, Gabe Palacios, all our guys over there, all our analysts are doing a great job, you know, telling you, you know, the ins and outs of, of what the Cowboys are doing, what they're doing well, and what they're uh, still having some issues with. Uh, and remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Also, if you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe to our show on a variety of platforms. Uh, you can find us in the Apple and Google podcast stores. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Just click that subscribe button and they'll notify you every time we put out a new episode. Also, be sure and find us on social media. Facebook, search Big D Beatdown. On Twitter, at Big D Beatdown. We are always active and we certainly want to gain new followers and we certainly want to learn what you guys have to say about your Cowboys. And here's some of the questions you have about your Cowboys. Thank you for joining us on the Big D Beatdown today, guys. For Coach Ty Rogers, I'm Austin Smith. Have a good one, Cowboy fans.